So it's come to this, a Simpsons family podcast. I'm Brian. I'm Patrick. Are you pointing at me? Pointing oh, at you. Oh no, two people are pointing at me. My name's Corey. If you missed me on the last episode, duh, too bad. I was depressed. That's right. Podcast hosts get depressed too. I put my pants on one leg at a time, just like you. Unless you put your pants on two legs at a time. And what weirdo does that? And if- what if you're not wearing any pants? <laughs> Don't you hate pants? Don't you hate pants? <laughs> um, my mom was mad at me. My daughter was getting married. It, it it was a tumultuous time in my life. I cried myself to sleep at 6 o'clock. And um, then I woke up and went to work and I cried more. It was a range of emotions. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Yes, it's good to have <laughs> Very you Very special. So it's come to this. But no, and it, it's, we did it! <laughs> it's kind of nice just having the three of us here again. Yeah. I mean, it is nice to have special guests, but it is a lot harder to edit these episodes when we have multiple people on. So Speaking, on schedule too. Speaking yes. of special guests, I would like to apologize on behalf of my dumb husband. Um, I noticed today while at the gym <laughs> that he put in, was it the last episode no, or the episode? Epi- it was two episodes, two episodes ago. ago. You're real behind. That his, he was joined by Susie and Shane of the Boogeyman's Closet. Yep. First Shane off, is not on the Boogeyman's Shane's Closet. Shane's not on the Boogeyman's Closet. Shane is Susie's husband. It was Mike who was joining us. And Susie's name is not spelled S-U-Z-I. It's S-U-Z-I-E. Yes. And I know that. Oh, do you? Because you spelled it incorrectly. I posted it very late, so Uh I think I was tired. So that's what I'm going to blame it on. But I did have it right on the most recent episode, episode 84. So... Uh Uh-huh. But my apologies, and that's been corrected now. If you go to the description of that episode, you will not see what Corey is referring to because it's been corrected. So my apologies to Susie and Mike. And you know what? Shane, too. Why not? (laughs) Shane would be like, I don't care. (laughs) He's pretty mellow. Yes. But yes, thank you for joining us again today, Corey. We're happy to have you here. Um... And um, we've had a lot going on the past couple weeks, but we'll probably talk about that a little later. So before we get into that, why don't we jump into our... Romper Room shout out. Oh, that's me. Oh, here's my mirror. Thank you, Patrick. It's nice of you. It's nice to have a friend to help me and not someone to say, I hate your Foley work. Please leave immediately. <laughs> You've got a friend, Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, here's my mirror. Who do I see? I see my buddy Caleb. Hi, Caleb. And Jess is there too. Mike. Susie and Maurice. No Shane involved. They are known as the Boogeyman's Closet. Spell Susie's name correctly, please. Um, Go give them a listen. If you are over 18 or if your parents don't like you very much and just say, hey, get out of here, kid, as they kick you in your butt as you leave. Unwillingly. That happened to me before. Anyways, no, it did. It was it was fine. Hello, therapist. It, it was fine. Um, who else do I see in my magic mirror? I see my friend Sam. I see my best friend Josh. Thanks for the shout out all the time, buddy. That's really nice of you. Go listen to his and Mike's podcast, Raised by Rentals. Guys, Mike's a busy man. He's on all the podcasts in all the world. Seriously, I don't know how he does it. Uh, he just doesn't sleep, I don't think. Um, and their podcast is also a lot of fun. And I love it very much. The 
Vangabus of Death. It the Vangabus of Death. Vanga. The Vangabus of Death is one of my favorite episodes, literally ever, of any podcast that ever existed, including ours. And they just did a really fun one, a sequel to Trick or Treat. I didn't listen to that yet, so no spoilers, but their Breakfast Club one, that was good too. Um, Who else? Oh, my friend Matt. Hi, Matt. And there's Count Creepyhead Mike, who is also on a podcast with, you guessed it, (laughs) Boogeyman's Closet Mike. (laughs) I, like I said, I don't know how. I don't know how. And there's my best friend, Timothy, who's not on any podcasts with anyone. That we know of. That we know of. Tim, if you're on a podcast, maybe Mike would like to be on it as well. (laughs) We'll give a follow back. (laughs) And did I say Sam already? Yes. Yes. Okay. And you can hear Sam on other podcasts. We should probably ask her to be on ours. I was thinking about that, actually. Sam, if you'd like to, let us know. Give us a holler. Give us a thumbs up. Um... And Nikki, I mean, for all I know, you listened once and said, never again, you buffoons. But I'll keep Um, liking your stuff because I'm a nice person. That's true. (laughs) Which is not what people usually say about Nikki. It's true. (laughs) That's that's a joke. You like Nikki, but there's backstory there. Who else? Oh, I don't know. Buffalo's own Don Johnson. Maybe he's still listening. How about Carl, Miami's own Don Johnson? Miami's own Don Johnson. That's for the real Hello. Uh, Carl, hello to you. And um, Joey and Steve the Lewis. <laughs> Steve the Lewis, not Steve the Otter. And on to the real people. This is what we've all waited for. Hello to Durs and Adam and Blake and uh, Kyle, and hello to <laughs> Mark, and Josh, and Jason, and Blaine, and Tony, and Jennifer, and Lindsay, and Nita, and Rocky. I could go on and on, uh, but I will, a special hello to Damon, and Chase, and uh, Janu, who used to be Albert on the Mickey Mouse Club, and Dee Dee, known as the party who are all from the new mmc not you carrie russell you you know what you did to me um no everyone knows patrick don't shake your head no and hello to oh i don't know who else um I'm michael bolden i hope you're happy and i don't mean that in a menacing way i mean that in a nice way i hope you're happy and i hope one day you'll also join us on the podcast can you imagine the ratings through the roof. It would be like the Gautier bump. <laughs> Michael Bolton, maybe you could be the fourth member of this podcast. Wouldn't that be fun for you? Yes. It would. I mean, what else He's got a lot doing? going on. <laughs> Hello to Colin Jost and Michael Che and Chris Red. I hope you have another project in the works because I miss you in your crazy eyes. Um, hello to Keenan. Yeah, I know. He was in Rochester. We didn't see him. Oh. Yeah, well, I sent you the link, and nothing came of it, so, um, speaking of stand-up, I saw Pete Davidson fairly recently, and I love you, Pete, and I just want you to know that, not in a weird way, not in a cougar way, in a let me fix you a sandwich and straighten your hair out way. I was going to say tussle your hair. (laughs) Yes, 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 um, I, I think he just needs some friends. 
even though he has John Mulaney as a friend, and I would love John Mulaney as a friend, and John Mulaney, if you're listening and would like to be my friend, I'm on board. Just call me. I'll give you my phone number later, John. Um, Natasha Leone, you and your weird voice, I love you. Aquafina, and um, I don't know, Peter Cetera, Kenny G. Go West, the seminal 90s band that Patrick and I both love dearly. <laughs> faithful and king of wishful thinking and no more songs that was it um and this is their fourth <laughs> album who knew i mean really i'm surprised they had two um and to my best friend the silver fox himself dick gear i see you and you're appreciated did it we did it it's done do you appreciate dick gear who doesn't who doesn't so thank you for that. Thank you for that. Yes, of course. I'm and sure. Of course, if you'd like to reach out to us for any reason, you can get us on email, so it's come to this pod at gmail.com. Instagram, so it's come to this underscore pod. And on Facebook, so it's come with the number two, this. What about X? It's going to give it to you, don't but we don't talk, talk about, about X. But also, I'd like to remind everyone, no negative emails. Just or, positive ones. Or you can send them and I'll just... Just positive ones, no constructive criticism, no criticism at all. I think you're all the bee's knees and we can all dance to Charleston together. (laughs) This segment of the podcast brought to you by the Charleston. Uh, Wait, so it dance? Yep, that's right. Bought sponsorship time. Impressive. We're sponsored by Big Charleston money. There you go. Charleston Yeah, Big Charleston. No, not Charleston (laughs) Shoe. All right, so I do have a few Eye on Springfield segments today. Um, the first was just talking about, of course, we're you know, coming to the end of spoopy season and things like that. So I was reading an article about kind of the history of Treehouse of Horror, and I found a few little interesting nuggets. Uh, this was reported in Mel Magazine. You mean L Magazine? Mel, M-E-L. I'm just impressed that Ryan knows how to read. That's a ripoff of L Magazine, I guess. And I'm assuming Mel Magazine is all online. I don't think it's an actual publication. Well, not with that kind of attitude. Yes. But they did a very nice article, and they interviewed a few people that are involved in the show and everything. And one of the things that they revealed was that Treehouse of Horror was not originally conceived as a yearly event. So, Jay Kogan said that Matt Grading had an idea for an episode where the kids tell ghost stories in a treehouse, and it wasn't met with much excitement, but his partner, Wally Walidarski, one of my favorite names, and he championed it over and over until Sam Simon, the showrunner, finally agreed. For Matt, the idea was kids telling stories. Sam decided it should be more about the archness of the stories themselves, so it gave us a chance to be even weirder and break out of the sitcom form we were in most of the time. It was meant as a one-off, but it was so much fun that we did it again the next year and it became a tradition. And he also revealed that he was the one that drew Kang and Kodos. Mm. So he's the one that kind of came up with the idea. So that's Jay Kogan, uh, came up with the idea of Kang and Kodos, and he drew them, and they are the first and only characters he ever drew for the show. Oh. So that's I guess he's like, I'm going to go out on a high note. That's that's how you do it. Yeah. Um, and then a few things about some new episodes that, as if you don't know, the new season of The Simpsons has started. They are in season So, in a recent episode of The Simpsons, Thirst Trap, a corporate love story, 
the show may have made another prediction that, but this time people are hoping this prediction comes true. So in the episode, Corey, one of your favorites, Elizabeth Banks, stars as a college dropout named Persephone who fakes her way into a CEO gig in Silicon Valley, which could be a nod to Theranos founder Elizabeth Holmes. So over the, over the course of the episode, she charms Mr. Burns into funding her dream project, and the pair actually marry. Does she talk oh. like this? I don't know. I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> At one point, Burn gives, Burns gives her a card that is intending to be, quote, a little something special for her birthday. She goes on to guess if it's a Twitter gift card, and Mr. Burns responds, No, I bought you Twitter, the whole company. It was a bargain. The previous owner had to sell it after his self-driving Mars rocket crashed into the International Space Station. (laughs) People are wishing for that to happen. Yes. That's hilarious, but terrible. So I think it's more that they're just hoping that someone takes it away from Elon Musk. So again, we don't know, but people are hoping that this is going to be a prediction (laughs) for the future. Yes. it's, It's nothing for nothing. But I just looked at my Facebook memories. 14 years ago, my status update was, I put the ow in now, and if you tell anyone. (laughs) (laughs) This segment brought to you by Corey's very old Facebook. (laughs) All right, just a few more things here. Uh, We do have another announcement of uh, more shoe designs from Adidas. Oh. Um, so this time they have another Homer-inspired offering that is mostly yellow, and Homer is peeking out from one of the stripes. Oh. And there is a doe talk bubble on uh, the tongue. Uh, the other pair of shoes is based on the clouds of the opening sequence, where the shoes are completely blue, and they just have the clouds all over it. Oh, that's cool. Um, and it's it looks like kind of like their version of Crocs or something, because it's kind of like... I don't know. It's a weird-looking shoe. I'll post pictures. You guys can see it. And the one I really liked, actually, is it's a shoe that's based on the color palette of the family's living room. Oh. So it's kind of like mostly pink, but then it has a lot of the same colors that are in the living room. The tongue of the shoe actually has the sailboat painting tilted slightly, uh, just like in the living room. And the the toe of the shoe has, like, their area rug, Mm -hmm. like, down at the bottom. So it's actually a very cool-looking shoe. So, again, I'll post those. They're expected to be released at some point in November. And as I mentioned, I'll be posting photos on our socials. And last but not least, um, Corey, this was something you sent to me, and I said I was going to be talking about this. Yeah. This, again, also appeared on a recent episode called McMansion and Wife. They're basically stating in the episode that they have retired the strangling of Bart. So, in the episode, Evergreen Terrace welcomes a new family to the neighborhood, and when Homer introduces himself to the character, the character remarks how firm Homer's handshake is, and he says, See, Marge, strangling the boy paid off. And then he says, Just kidding, I don't do that anymore. Times have changed. So, I guess it's about time that they... uh, retire that uh, component of the Simpsons. And of course, I was seeing online, of course, people were like, this is terrible because people have grown up seeing this. So it's so great that they're doing this now because, 
you know, there are a generation of people that thought it was okay to strangle their children because of the show. And I was like, really? okay, like, this is too much. Uh, we knew when we were kids it yes. wasn't okay. <laughs> I... How many people much? I don't know. I, yeah. I don't think people are like, hey, this fictional yellow character is doing it, so I can do it too. <laughs> but, all right. I guess you never know. But yeah, so I do feel like it is time for that change. Like, you know, even when you watch it now, you kind of look back on it and you're like, hmm. Yeah. And unless they do a gag with it nowadays, right. like like when they got tired when, like during the phone episode. Yes. The phone number They're episode. Like, where, yeah, where they were just like, uh, uh, like they made a gag out or of it. Or in Treehouse of Horror, the one where he's strangling Bart and then his neck just gets super long. Yeah. And, you know, so... But yeah, times are changing, and good for them for uh, making a change. Oh, the times. All right. Corey, it's been a while. Do you have anything for us as far as news and views? Scandaval? Um, well, BravoCon's going on. Yeah. Oh, BravoCon. BravoCon's going on. And uh, I'm going to send you the picture of what Sandoval was wearing so you can pose it, because it was ridiculous, and it was what 12-year-old me would have worn. Including a denim skirt, guys. Oh, boy. Yep. Yep. So for a 40-year-old man who just wants to learn from his mistakes, he's awful desperate to stay in the uh, news and views. In the news and views. Hey! Yeah, you're That's what this the, is called! You're probably the only one that's still talking about him. <laughs> so you're welcome, Sandoval. <laughs> hey, if you ever wanted to come on, we're not going to say no. Really? I might, actually. Now, if Schwartz wants to come on, that's a different story. Schwartzy, you are always invited. Sandoval, you can stand outside. (laughs) (laughs) At least you can come within 500 feet of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can stand outside and maybe look in the window and watch us record. (laughs) Hey, guys, you talking about me? No. Knocking on the window. No. Hi, it's me. Your old pal Sandoval. <laughs> Guys, I'm gonna dip out real fast, okay? Good dip out. Um, so uh BravoCon's going on. I you know what? I know you guys make fun of me and you're no. going to make fun of me more. BravoCon looks like a good time. It probably is, to be honest. <laughs> it's in Las Vegas. They're all there. Is Andy K- Cohen there? Karamo was the moderator for the Vanderpump Rules Andy Cohen panel. lives in all moments of time and space all at the same time. <laughs> That's probably true. He's, he's like uh, Slaughterhouse-Five. <laughs> Andy Cohen's like Slaughterhouse-Five. That's the name of the episode. That's we'll the name of the episode. We'll see, we'll see how the episode goes. Um, Karamo was the moderator, and I was like, dang it. Those are two of my favorite universes, just mashing into each other mm-hmm. um lala looked great james kennedy looked good ali looked great sheena is friends with sandoval now which people are upset about katie said she sandoval, tried to talk to talk her out of it like why are you doing weird stuff like this and sheena was Sheena. Um, ariana looked great katie looked great tom shorts looked like a couch According to Katie. Okay. Because he was wearing this ridiculous jacket 
like and the pattern was very 70s couch reminiscent and he looked at katie on the panel he goes katie you look great and she's like thanks you look like a couch (laughs) so much shade (laughs) and then she goes i mean you look like a nice couch (laughs) and lisa vanderpump had a chauffeur's hat on for some reason because she's driving the bus <laughs> to crazy town. <laughs> um, no Raquel, no mention of Raquel, no nothing. And people are like, you know, it's kind of crappy that uh, Sandoval also had a hand in this. But yet he's getting paid an astronomical amount of money to be on Vanderpump Rules still. And Raquel is just going to be a footnote in all of it. But wasn't that her decision, too, to step away? I think it was mostly her parents' decision for her to step away, and maybe that was for the best, because I don't think Raquel's built for this. Raquel's not built for this world. (laughs) And that... Listeners, I am as lost (laughs) as you are. (laughs) I sit here, I have no idea what's going on so you know what i'm curious about BravoCon next year i so, mean i think that's my goal do you think we've captured any listeners who don't care about the simpsons but really want to just hear these they come updates? for the come for come, come for, for the, the scandal stay for the simpsons <laughs> that might be the episode right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, mine was so much better than that <laughs> we'll see how it turns out but all right oh, there's thanks. the name of the episode we'll see how it turns out <laughs> there you go all right. Well, thank you for that. Oh, uh, don't thank me. Thank, like, thank Lady Vanderpump <laughs> for curating this show of nut jobs. Yes. Tragic disaster. All right. Well, without any further ado, <laughs> why don't we jump into our episode here? Pretty much. How many minutes of ado was that? Twenty minutes. Holy cow! Yes. <laughs> That's about average for us. Wow! That How many we, minutes we usually of don't ado? get into the actual episode breakdown to about 20, 25 minutes, I think. Boy, I can't believe so. you guys hang out for that long. <laughs> Is that true? That's what the skip button's for. <laughs> 15 seconds. Listen. Just keep going. All our best materials in the ado part. <laughs> that's, how, that's how I got through the show before I joined it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, here we go. So we are talking, as we announced on our last episode... I chose this episode for reasons we will be discussing. Uh, what? The, uh, this is our 85th episode, The Canine Mutiny. So this is from Season 8, Episode 20, Overall 173, Production Code 4F16. It originally aired on April 13th, 1997. Directed by Dominic Polsino, written by Ron Haig. Guest starred Frank Welker as Laddie. <laughs> There was a chalkboard gag in this one. Uh, A fire drill does not demand a fire. And there is also a couch gag. So the couch is folded into a bed with Grandpa asleep on it. (laughs) Grandpa can only utter a cry of, huh? Before the Simpsons fold them into the couch as they sit down as normal. (laughs) Poor Grandpa. I I like that one. So I heard both of you you kind of chuckling at the thought of Frank Welker playing Laddie. Yeah, I mean Frank Welker's done lots of voice work. Like he's done, he did Nibbler. On yes, Futurama. So right. like it's it's up his alley, but right. it's just funny. Yeah, and he also played Scooby Doo. Right. So. Exactly. Right. He does voice work. This all they had him do was just bark. Right. Raggy. <laughs> but really, for a while on Futurama, Nibbler didn't say anything. Yeah, that's true. You know that didn't happen right away. That's true. 
So um, <laughs> I love Nibbler. All right. So a few things about this episode. Um, so Patrick, did you have anything about this episode you wanted to mention? Or? Um, I mean, there's the so the title. Did we talk about the title as a reference to the novel and film, The Cane Mutiny? Uh, obviously, Laddie is supposed to sound like Lassie. Mm-hmm. Um, and her appearance, or his appearance. His I'm appearance. Sorry, his appearance. Yeah. Uh, two uh, two big song inclusions. We got we got a song from the Kinks. I love you. You really got me. <laughs> and then the episode closes with jamming by uh, by Bob Marley. Jamming. Yep. Jamming. <laughs> um, and apparently that whole segment. Oh. I was going to save this to the end, but that whole part at the very end was completely improvised by Hank Azaria. Yeah. Yes. I have a great story. And he does both um, Wiggum and Lou. Mm-hmm. So the whole thing that they put in there at the end, that's all completely improvised by yeah. him, which is amazing. And I just shut up, Lou. <laughs> <laughs> and um, also Mr. Mitchell's house address apparently is one of the addresses of the Harvard Lampoon. Yes, it is. 57 so clearly Mount one Auburn of the writers. Uh, I know, obviously, they've had a handful of Harvard Lampoon writers. Right. Yep. <laughs> I uh I have a great story after after when we get to that part about um why I love Bob Marley so much and how I got into him. Okay. So we'll hold off on that. Yes. Stay tuned, listeners. Stay tuned. Um so you may have noticed also if you're watching this that this is the first time in a long time that the episode uses the full opening sequence. Um and this is because the story ran short. Oh. oh. So there apparently was a long sequence that was cut from the middle of the episode, and half of the episode had to be rewritten after the animatic animatic had been finished. I will tell you, I didn't have a lot of notes on this episode. Yeah, it I, felt very. I had to go back and rewatch boop, it, boop, even boop. adds a lot in. Mm-hmm. So, um, the main plot of the episode came from an original idea that the family would be issued a credit card in the name of Hobart Simpson, yes. and then Bart would then <laughs> use it. Hobart, not Hoju. Correct, not Hoju. And the main reason why they wanted to do something with the mail is for whatever reason, the show had not had a sequence where the family received mail yet, and the writers wanted to create a joke about the different types of mail addressed to each family member. And they they do a good job Mm -hmm. with the the two rejection things, which we'll talk about later. But... Uh, the design of the Repo Depot that we see in Act 3 is based very loosely on the repossession agency from Repo Man. Yeah. There you go. Good old Norm MacDonald, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. I. Rest in peace. Friend of the pod. Yes. Friend of the pod. But he's dead just like Conway. Um, but I love, the, I love the fact that it's called the Repo Depot. Yeah. yeah. So, and of course, in this episode, as you probably know, um, Bart attempts to retrieve retrieve Santa's little helper who's used as a guide dog without being caught. The blackboard gag in Whacking Day implies that Bart was caught stealing a guide dog or borrowed and wasn't going to bring it back. So oh. when he's writing on the chalkboard, he mentions something about that. I will not steal a guide dog or something like that. So kind of interesting that they tied that together. That's somebody with too much time on their hands. Yes. <laughs> And last but not least, now the premise of this um, episode of a human character using the family's pet name to get a credit card is not original. This plot was originally used for a season three episode of the Fox sitcom Married with Children. (gasps) 
It was! So the only plot difference being that Al and Peg eventually did get caught for credit card fraud, but only had their stuff impounded, and Al working in a hotel to pay off the room service charges. After the bank discovered (laughs) that they sent a credit card approval letter to Buck, the The family dog. (laughs) So there you go. Stealing from one of their, uh, their cousins, I suppose. But I think by that, by the time of this, the the show would have been off the air. I think in '97. Yeah. So, but all right. So that is all I have. So why don't we jump in here? Uh, so we get to Act One. Uh, complaining that he never gets any mail, Marge gives Bart the family's junk mail. He completes a credit card application under the name of the family's dog, Santa's little helper, and receives a credit card issued to Santos L. Helper after the company misreads his application. One of my favorite jokes. He goes on a spending spree, buying the family expensive gifts from a mail-order catalog. He also orders a purebred collie, Laddie, who's trained to perform several tasks. The Simpsons fall in love with the new dog and neglect Santa's little helper. When Bart fails to pay his credit card bill, he's visited by repo men who confiscate his purchases. When the repossessor asks for the $1,200 dog to be returned, Bart identifies Santa's little helper, and the greyhound is herded into the truck, watching sadly as it drives away. Aww. Okay, act one. I love Santa's little helper sliding into the door. Yes. Twice. Twice. (laughs) The fact that it keeps happening. Yes. I mean, he's not smart. He's not smart. I could go for some free gasoline. Yeah, free samples of gasoline. (laughs) tiny little metal can. Through the mail, too, I may add. I don't remember that joke before. I don't either. (laughs) That was a surprising one. And the publisher's clearinghouse contacted them to say they're out of the running. Which I was kind of trying to remember back to that. Like, I remember the Publisher's Clearinghouse, and I remember it was a big deal. Like, you know, they'd make these people... Ed McMahon! Yeah. Right, but it's like, did you have to do anything? No. Or did they just pick people at random? No, I think you did have to, like, send stuff in. Because that's what I was thinking. Like, they were just, like, out of the kindness of their hearts, just giving no, this stuff it was, to people. It, was, like, I, it I feels like... vaguely like the... Um... Remember the Tops Monopoly game? Yes. Where, like, you'd have to peel the... Or, like, the, the McDonald's Monopoly game mm-hmm. where you'd have to peel the pieces off. I feel like it was something along those lines. Like, you had to collect... Things. I don't know. I know my grandfather was big into... <laughs> and I wonder where I get this crap. <laughs> These weird little quirks I have from. My grandfather was big into stuff like the Publisher's Clearinghouse and Home Shopping Network. And do you want this? Call Tootie. Here's my credit card. <laughs> Oh, 2D. Oh, was my grandpa? Did he have a card under Santo Cell Helper? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. But um, I don't remember what, but he always said, one day we'll get Ed McMahon to come here. <laughs> Spoiler alert, we never did. Yes. Ed McMahon didn't show up. But no, I just remember like getting it at my parents' house. Yeah. And I think the one year, because of course it was all over the commercials and everything, I was the one that like did everything for it. So I do remember <laughs> like you had to send things back. Yeah. But I'm also like, I don't recall like, was it the type of thing like you had to like subscribe to magazines That's or something? That's what I feel like is probably or... you got like additional like points in right. the, or entries in the contest. Yeah. I don't know stuff you buy. why that's so funny to me, but your mom and dad just let you go at it. Yeah, yeah, I think I grabbed it, and I was like, oh, this looks like fun, because I think there was, like, stickers you had to, like, They were just happy he was interested in something. That's true. <laughs> They're like, hey, you're reading. That's good. <laughs> but then the question I mean, would have 13. been, what would have happened if we won? 
<laughs> should I have gotten a cut of that? Probably money then, you since yes. I did everything. You should have. You should have. It's illegal. And if and now, thank goodness you didn't win, because you would never be able to tell that story. It's true. Because you'd be admitting to mail fraud. Yeah, but at this point, so much time has gone by. I don't know about the statute of limitations. <laughs> I am not a lawyer, but if we have any lawyers who listen, um, let us know. Um, I will get you his address information. And we'll be reporting him. We I didn't understand. win, everyone. Also, I mean, if you won, you wouldn't be hanging out with me and Patrick. That's your, true. Your life would probably be very lonely, and you'd have a lot of friends, but you wouldn't be able to trust them because you don't know if they liked you for you or your money. That's true. And you would probably become a recluse. You'd probably pee in Gatorade containers. You'd probably you'd be Gatorade. You'd be Howard Hughes. Is what I'm saying. This is really going off the rails. Yes. You'd hey, be Howard Hughes. Anyway, what about my German verb wheel? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Ich bin hungrig. <laughs> but you heard, did you see what the translations were for Lisa's? No. So the reason Homer responds that way is Lisa first says ich eis, which is I eat, and my apologies if I'm getting the German pronunciation wrong. Ihr eist is he eats, and wer essen is we eat. So she said, I eat, he eats, we eat. And then Homer replies, as you said, Patrick, Ich bin hungrig, <laughs> which is, I am hungry. I am hungry. <laughs> so that's why he responds Good for him in that for way. knowing German. Yes. I'm very proud of him. I mean, he did work for the Germans. He did. I don't, that was but I thought that was really fun, because of course I never picked up on that. Yeah. You know, I just thought it was just random right. German words. And yeah, they Homer. often just make... They make up so much stuff. Right, and I figured Ich bin hungrig is yes. I'm hungry. Like, right. you can kind of figure that out. And who knows if hungrig is actually a German word or not. But um, I thought that was interesting that he's basically finishing Lisa's statements. So, um, the precious cartoons. His cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> so silly and dumb. Who pumped Ethel? <laughs> and he just keeps laughing. <laughs> yep, and then... And apparently there's a big problem in Springfield over termites. <laughs> Yeah, freeze yeah. your termites. The termites. Gas your termites, freeze your termites, zap your termites, or save, save the termites. The termites. <laughs> nuke the termites. <laughs> Gotta nuke something. Corey, did you have I... any thoughts on Bart's application? Well, I was going to say, when Bart was like, oh, I don't get any mail. But you don't want mail, Bart. It's true don't want mail. Yeah, kids don't know that, though. Yeah, and I remember that as a kid, always being disappointed that there wasn't any mail for me. Yeah, and all the mail is junk. Yeah. I mean, I I got highlights for kids until I, <laughs> until I was too old to get highlights for kids. So what was that, like 15? <laughs> yeah, kind of. 25. I think so. I'm still getting it, guys. Um, I wish you were. <laughs> I really want to know what's happening with Goofus and Gallon. Uh, no, I just love to go to that that little page that you had to like find the thing. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that was always fun. Your but page. um, Bart's application occupation, but doctor, but doctor. Yeah. <laughs> what I find, I keep. This is income. <laughs> yeah, but like, wow, Money Bank is a terrible yes yes they don't ask for his social they don't nothing okay santos you're a proctologist who calls himself a butt doctor this was also the time where like 
companies didn't care, and they just gave yeah. out as much money as That's they could, true. and they really didn't care about Oh, the that. 90s. Yeah, and then, of course, him trying to find a name, and he can't figure it out. And he writes Santa's Little Helper on the Does. application. Yeah, right, he doesn't fake the name. But then, of course, when he gets back, it's Santos L. Helper, <laughs> which I just I love. love the animation of that. She's like, who's Santos L. Helper? Puts it down, there's Bart. <laughs> <laughs> And then Patrick, you were talking about the rejection letters. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, we had the PC, we had the Publishers Clearinghouse one, but right. yeah, then the rejection letter from the New Yorker subscribed. <laughs> <laughs> we we won't let you subscribe to our magazine. That's <laughs> it's. And you know what? I mean, give uh, Santa's little helper credit because he spits up a quarter because he's the dog that keeps he's on giving. He's the dog giving. that keeps on giving. <laughs> So this is one part I was a little disappointed about when Bart goes in the comic book store. Yeah. And of course they're doing the joke where he's picking up all the yeah. Z yeah, comics, Z's making you think he's got everything, everything up to that. But they didn't have any of the other comics filled out in the background. Yeah. Like they've done them before. Like yeah. I remember the one episode we talked about at the Quickie Mart, there was a bunch of other titles mm-hmm. and things like that, but they didn't fill in any titles, so I was yeah. a little disappointed by that. Zoidzilla. I I really like how um, Bart tried to pay with his fake credit card yeah. put it on my credit card my good man <laughs> he's like i know this isn't your credit card bart simpson i'm really interested in reading that radioactive man in which he travels backwards in time to defeat jesse owens. why does he need to defeat jesse owens and at the 36 olympics and the cover to that yeah he's and shaking why, his fist why is jesse owens over. the bad guy right <laughs> Yeah, because if anything, Radioactive Man wins over Jesse Owens, and that completely changes right. the course of things. Exactly. <laughs> that doesn't help the f- history that's going to happen. Right. Nope. <laughs> I don't know, maybe the Radioactive Man uh, publishers had different thoughts. That's true. It was a different era. I don't know about you guys, but my phone does not go to 800. <laughs> Unless... But he doesn't really, like... <laughs> resolve that thought. He right. just says unless, and then he's ordering off of it. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, I think it's, it's yeah. the implied. He's like, mm-hmm. wait a minute, does that mean? Is that what that number means? Right. So, Corey, would you have been happy with Bart's gifts? Okay. I I have I have a couple of issues. First off... Is it that the salmon is not packaged in plastic? <laughs> yes! It is! And not only is it not packaged in plastic, it's just put with all of the other stuff. It's not in a little the refrigerated box. That's it's like, not... It's yeah. On, yeah. And also... So that's my first problem. But you're also getting smoked salmon from a catalog that's selling you bathroom scales, lava lamps, plasma spheres, a jukebox, nose hair trimmers, yeah. smoked ham, and a cornucopia. Yeah, so what are you true. expecting? Well, I do better, Coven House, or whatever you're called. <laughs> All right, but anyways, I'm sorry. Anyways, um, he's going to get Lisa addicted to speed, which is a bad <laughs> look. Just ask Jesse Spano. Oh, man. I'm so excited! She's so excited. She's so scared. She's so scared. Mm-hmm. 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 So apparently... What do you mean I'm paranoid? I'm not paranoid. You're paranoid. What, what are you, you think, talking about? You think you're so great. <laughs> that whole thing was just so great. She's like, 
I don't need pep pills. Because Bart says, you've been edgy and suspicious ever since I gave you those pep pills. She goes, what are you talking about? I don't need pep pills to be suspicious. If I want to comment on it, I'll comment on it. Who's going to stop me? You, pep pill boy? Pep pill. They're pep boys, pills, Beverly Sills. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, oh boy. i got to stop taking those pills. You think you're so great. That I don't remember hearing as well. I feel like they may have cut that. Yes. For whatever reason. And, Corey, I do have to admit. Yeah. Listening to this, yeah, the Pep Boys pills, Beverly <laughs> and the Oh Boy, Oh Boy, Uh Oh, Uh Oh. oh, oh. oh. I feel like <laughs> I've been around you doing things like that. I can hear that. I can hear that. Yeah. I was thinking that when she was doing yes. it. Now, granted, I don't think you'd be able to do Pep Boys pills, Beverly Sills, because you have a problem with tongue twisters. <laughs> So I don't know if you'd be able to do that, but definitely you have gone on rants like that yeah. where you're just like, oh boy, oh boy, oh, uh oh, and you get stuck in it, you get caught in it. Yes, I would love to have a golf shirt that says "Hi" on it. It's just great because that means clearly Bart had to send in a picture. Yep, He's of really, the corporate logo. Yeah. And Marge really loves the kinks. She does. She does. I was very surprised by that. <laughs> but I just love that, what she's listening to. You really got me going, and she's just kind of bobbing her head. That went on for quite some time <laughs> also. You know, I was just going to comment on that, that I appreciated that they extended it. Yes. And it wasn't just like a real quick shot. Right. That it actually held there for a few seconds. Like, I actually thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, because they wouldn't have even had to play any of the, like, the lyrics. They could have just right. done the intro, and that would have mm-hmm. gotten like the joke along. Right. But um, speaking of the pet pills, I did see that originally there was going to be a subplot that surrounded Lisa becoming addicted to those pills. There you go. Which they still Jesse kind Spano, of did. Jesse not a good idea. It does kind of come up again, I think, in Act 3, where she's still kind of on the pills. Yeah. So, But I guess they were going to kind of do that a little bit more, which that was one of the things that stood out for me for this episode. There really is no B story. There is no B story. No. Yeah. You know, it looks like they're setting up a B story, but the B story gets you to the story. Yes. So it's not really a B story at all, you know, getting the the credit card and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and then when Bart's looking through and he finds Laddie, 1200 bucks. Uh, no, just get just one. one. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm thinking about it now. I'm like, 1200 bucks is just like a normal dog. Yeah. <laughs> like, I like the order in which Homer greets the family. Hi, yes. Marge. Hi, Santa's little helper. Hi, kids. Wait, where's Santa's? That's not Santa's little helper. <laughs> well, he says, hey, kid. Hey, kid. That's yeah. right. He doesn't even say the plural. He's, he just addresses one of the children. But I think that might have been also, like, in the midst of him saying that. He's yeah. realizing. He's like, hey, kid. Wait, that's not Santa's right. little helper. But, yeah, so then we start, we were introduced to Laddie. <laughs> yeah, and what a majestic-looking dog, right? first off. <laughs> and her uh, welcoming gift. Yeah. I've, yeah, I've been trained to gather fruit for you. <laughs> and he can do so much. Like, so he can herd sheep, perform CPR, and he sleeps while jogging. Yeah. <laughs> he can also use the toilet. Yeah, that is true. Oh. I just love that the scene. Applause. Applause. Yeah. And just like his little walk when he walks in, he's all proud. And <laughs> But Bart's story in getting Laddie. In a truth-telling contest. <laughs> Two towns over. A carnival, two towns over to truth-telling contest. A church carnival. Yes. Yes. And then he goes, and then Lisa's like, is that true? And he goes, eh, to the best of my recollection. <laughs> and then Homer, I gotta start going to church more. <laughs> 
<laughs> a truth-telling contest. Truth-telling contest, yeah. Thoughts on Laddie's diet? I mean, a dog like that you got to feed every day. <laughs> yeah. Olive oil and eggs. Olive oil and eggs. I, I I imagine that would make a shiny coat. Yeah, I would assume so, yes. But yeah, that joke by Homer, that a dog needs to be fed every day. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> All right, so Corey, I want to bring this up to you. Because mm-hmm. I could sense you were feeling very bad for Mr. Santa's little helper. Getting left behind by the hot newness. So what are your thoughts for poor Santa's little helper? No, I, I don't like it. I know he's kind of a dummy, but... He stares on the window for so many hours. <laughs> yeah, that was so sad. <laughs> Dummies deserve love, too. And then when he opens, Bart opens the door, he comes running in. Yeah. I think he's been out there since then. Uh-huh. Yeah. Bart's like, let's go for a walk. Oh, not you. Yeah. Poor Santa's little help. Poor Santa's helper. <laughs> that poor boy. Patrick, do you have any thoughts he on He deserves the... better. The creditors? Oh, the re- the, the call is great. <laughs> Hi, I'm wondering if you had a chance to read the threatening mail that we sent you. <laughs> Since you sound like but such we don't a want... responsible adult. Who doesn't want to miss out on such great opportunities as home ownership, boat ownership, and event yes. participation. Event attendance. Event attendance. <laughs> I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> I guess, like, do they, like, maybe you can't get, like, tickets to things if you don't have a credit card. I, I guess, yes. like theoretically, yeah. I don't even know back the then, you were still were standing in, in a box office. To yeah, get tickets, yeah. So, but no, that one really. I was like, what? What does that mean? Yeah, event event attendance. Like they're not running credit checks on people at events, are they? Right. Well, they might probably be Madison Square Garden is. Those people are <laughs> vindictive. Yep. I'm never going to get to go to Madison Square Garden now. I'm going to be on their list. <laughs> oh, you shouldn't have said anything. So just we got to out. go a couple years ago. <laughs> Well, Corey and you I did went. now. Now you're on. The <laughs> Not list. anymore. We're relate. We're we're um associating with this uh person over here. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> and also, there's that alleged mail fraud by me. So, with the publisher's claim. Oh, yeah, hey, that's true. Oh shoot, we're <laughs> never it. gonna be able to go. Oh, it was nice that you guys had hopes of boat ownership. But <laughs> <laughs> no longer. <laughs> no longer. He gets seasick. How would we even? Why would we even own a boat, let alone many boats? <laughs> Shouldn't it necessitate an entire dock? Yeah, <laughs> I committed a little mail fraud. Haven't I been punished enough? <laughs> His second time I too committing a little mail credit card fraud. fraud. Yes. Yep. Um, and then Bart's solution too, before we leave this act of getting rid of the card, just have Laddie bury it. And then the mafia is there. Yep. The mobs. We haven't seen nothing if you haven't seen nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then comes the saddest part. Oh, Bart oh sells no. out his dog. Yeah. What an awful, awful dog. child. Is this him or what? Yeah, that's him. Yeah, that's him. And poor, San- poor dumb Santa's little helper is still just like wagging his tail like, hey, what's going on? And then he gets put in and he's like... Hey, wait a minute. Yeah. Then he realizes, okay, something's up. You can see that look on his face. And they then... almost confiscate Maggie, too. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Keep the bassinet, but the baby's ours. <laughs> Thank goodness Lisa's paying attention. And I also wanted to comment that I thought it was an interesting choice of why the parents weren't home. Right. They went for a walk with the Flanders. Yeah. They, I feel like Are they we've friends? Had a, we've had a lot recently of just, like... Very suspicious 
parents out of the house things. Obviously, the one was with Hugo was yes. a, the Treehouse of Horror. But it's not even that they're not like, there. It's that they're walking with right. the Flanders. Right. Yeah, they're like, they historically the don't really like them. I know or there's even a go few for times. Walks. Yeah, and there's a few times where they get along with them and stuff. Yeah. But for the most part, it's kind of been established that Homer does not like Ned. Right. Yeah. So maybe it was Marge's idea. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, a, super, a, stupid, sexy Flanders? <laughs> that was a little bit of lazy writing there. But I just feel like, you know, they could have done any multitude of things to explain away why they yeah. weren't there, mm-hmm. but is what it is. I mean, it got to the point, so. And, of course, if they were there, it would have been a much bigger deal exactly. of seeing why all the stuff being taken out and stuff. But, but also, again, going back to parenting, like, you don't notice that your 10-year-old son... <laughs> Has all of has these all things. This Pachinko stuff. machine. <laughs> Killing rugs. Why? Can you afford all this Halogen stuff? Halogen lamps. You this stuff. Halogen lamps. <laughs> that was a weird one. <laughs> Even when he gets the salmon, why wouldn't she be like, um... <laughs> I think she was just so excited to get a gift. Although, yeah. she did, didn't she, like, question it? He's like, here is a yes. fry pan with radio in yep. it. She, he did. Yeah, because she he was like, yeah, her. how are you affording all this? And he's like, oh. He's like, look here over here. Go. Answer yep. that question with cookware. All right, so anything else from Act 1? No. no. All right. Uh, so Act 2, Patrick. Realizing Santa's little helper is gone, the family bonds with Laddie, except for Bart, who fears for Santa's little helper's fate. When an exhausted Bart takes Laddie on one of his frequent walks, the collie saves the life of baby Gerald, so Bart gives him to the Springfield Police Force and breaks down crying to explain to his family why they no longer have any dog at all. Homer instructs him to go out and find Santa's little helper. Okay, what we got for Act 2? Homer, are you wearing a tie to impress Laddie? And then Marge and then puts, she on puts on lipstick. lipstick. Which shows up later in the scene, too. Yes. I'm like, wow. Yep. Yeah, I'm just trying to impress him. <laughs> <laughs> I... Millhouse is always being gaslit. Yeah. Okay, hold that thought. Yeah. We're gonna we'll come there to that. in a second. Sure. We're gonna come to that. But before we, we get the there, first dog. When they, yeah, when they take they take him to the, the dog park, the where dog dogs park. meet to sniff each other and bark. Yes. <laughs> and originally, I guess the thought was instead of going to the dog park, the family was gonna take Laddie to a waterfall where he performed a series of dives. Right, but it was like uh, they'd already established, like, yes, this is a special dog. We right. don't need to. Yeah, now it's like just show them with other dogs and yeah. Yeah, like, and like I also birds. saw that originally the scene where Laddie rescues baby Gerald was a lot more involved. Yes. Yeah. But then they cut that as well, and then the finished episode, of course, only shows the aftermath right. of Laddie rescuing. Listen, you don't want to see what baby Gerald has going on. <laughs> I don't. Smithers, this dog was in Skull and Bones. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that a Joshua Jackson movie? I think it is. Uh, I think so. But yeah, and then... Once again, Joshua Jackson, hit us up if you're listening. Yep. Any Joshua Jacksons. <laughs> the uh, the question comes up, how come they never brought Santa's little helper to the dog park? Because <laughs> crowds give him gas. Crowds give him gas. <laughs> and this is something I definitely want to address. Kent Brockman. And what his attempt is with Jessica his dog. Jessica just needs a little attention. that was creepy he's just got to get some loving for his dog (laughs) yes but all right so now we get to it jessica jessica brockman yes so Corey, you brought it up yeah millhouse is getting gaslit again always (sighs) we are finally arrived at that moment in the show friends 
where you get to understand a dumb reference that Brian and I have made for years. Like, And I feel like this is one of the things that kind of cemented our friendship. Literally, I'm not even lying, about 20 years at this point. Mm-hmm. Because when we started working at Home Depot, uh-huh. we realized that I, we no, both okay, had let's a be love. clear. Brian had already been working at Home Depot for many, many years before I arrived there. Not many, many, many. And Enough. Patrick left and came back this many, during, many times. This was during my first run. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Brian and I were like establishing that we were both Simpsons fans, and I believe we were in like the closet aisle, probably. There's not a joke to that. <laughs> I mean... There's an aisle with lots of closeting stuff, like when you need to like put up shelves and closet rods and whatnot. So, we're in the aisle. I don't even know how it came up. I don't even know how it came up either. And Brian's like, why did I have the tank, Bart? Why did I have the tank? And I was like... It's ball. Why did you quote that wrong? And he's like, I didn't. And I was like, yeah, you did. <laughs> and this was before we even had like the internet on the computers at Home Depot. So we couldn't have Googled it. And we didn't really have internet-capable anyway, smartphones. No, this was pre-smartphone era. You didn't even have a smartphone when right, smartphones... Right, Brian didn't get a smartphone until like two years ago. That's true. <laughs> today. That's not true. That's not quite true. Today's the anniversary Five of it. Five years no. ago today. <laughs> it's probably ten. That's more likely. Mm. So yes, 20 years ago, we definitely did not have cell phones in which to look these things up. But I was like, that's not, there's no way it's right. Like I've seen this, I know that quote very well. Like my <laughs> brother and I would would mention that quote. And I was like, that's not right. I don't, I don't think that's right. And then I went home and I checked it and I was like, yeah, you were wrong. Mm-hmm. And, and then I ate crow. You did. Although I think I did try to contradict you again when you came back and you were like, I just watched it. And I was like, yep. no, it's, that's not right. And I was like... It's right. And then you're like, go watch it. <laughs> go watch it. I was like, Ugh. go find the DVD that I know you own. But yeah, so as Corey mentioned, um, Milhouse and Bart are talking about Santa's Little Helper. And Milhouse basically says he doesn't like Santa's Little Helper. And he said it's because... Remember the time he ate my goldfish yes. and he lied to me and, I never, and said I never had any goldfish? <laughs> Why did I have the bowl, Bart? Why did I have the bowl? <laughs> Which is great that the poor Millhouse is just again getting yes, and it also seems like he still isn't quite sure <laughs> if Bart lied to him. No, or not. he doesn't. He's he still feels like he's. <laughs> but yeah, so I feel like as I was thinking back on that moment, I was like, I feel like that was kind of the moment that kind of cemented our friendship. I would say and so. And then you know, here we are now, twenty years later. This is what we have to blame. Yep. <laughs> So you can all thank this podcast on that it's moment. It's all your fault. That was our sliding glass, our sliding doors moment. So if we didn't have that's that true. conversation, we might that's not true. be sitting that's here our, today. That's our Loki variant. Yep. Uh, that's our nexus point for our friendship. <laughs> Correct. <It's> right there. <laughs> um, I also want to talk about Bart's fantasy of what happens to Santa's little help. Oh, the ship. <laughs> oh, no. More dog. And just the woman, I'm afraid that we're not going to get to Wimbledon by noon. <laughs> Shumley, more dog. Shovel on, more dog. So yeah, so Bart thinks that they're fueling the boat on With dogs. dog power Pile by burning dogs. dogs. Including what might have been the Taco Bell dog? Yes. I yeah. feel like at it's least either the, the Taco Bell dog or my brother Dominic. <laughs> so. Pretty much very likely Dominic. The. <laughs> The Mexican dog with the Italian name. (laughs) (laughs) 
And I did really find it funny, though, the reveal after this when Bart comes out of the fantasy and he looks out on the town. Where are you, boy? And then you hear the horn. <laughs> yes, from the, the, yeah. hear the ship horn. Which, Where's that coming from? <laughs> so apparently there was supposedly more to that. Not that more to it, but after the horn, there was originally going to be a faint cry of more dogs. <laughs> no! But they said they would That's have taken dark. the joke too far, yeah. so they decided not to That's do dark. that. Right, it was bad enough doing it um, in the fantasy. More dog. And then Laddie's cards that she hands out for walks. I I take her, but those cards are (laughs) non-transferable. Gotta find out where she keeps getting these cards from. The thing I love, too, is they're numbered. They are numbered. Like, that (laughs) was number 41. Right. Yeah, I gotta figure out where he's getting these. (laughs) But, yeah, so then on the walk, they, uh, Bart, unfortunately, just gets dragged along Mm -hmm. to... Save baby Gerald. Wonder what kind of mischief he's getting into next. (laughs) That angry eyebrow. Baby Gerald is, he's a bad guy. He is a bad guy. We don't know why, but he's a bad guy. I wouldn't trust him. If Maggie doesn't like him, there's got to be a reason. Exactly. Well, I mean, he does do some real, some some dark stuff in in certain specials, but uh, yeah, he was just, I don't know. I don't trust him. But yeah, I was like, we don't why don't we see any of that like is it funnier that we don't and then like you pointed out that we were supposed to which right. makes i mean again we already talked we got the whole intro because right. the episode ran short like when you have no b story and you're cutting stuff out of the episode yeah you're gonna run mm-hmm. short but yeah and it's like honestly like, i didn't miss it right but, it's funny yeah. that we don't see it that right. it's just like oh and we've talked about that before. Sometimes it's funnier not actually seeing right. it, mm-hmm. you know, than actually seeing what actually right. happened. So, yeah, we just get the sense that it's like a fire. I feel like, yeah, or something yeah. Along the only lines. thing though, I would kind of question is the fact that Gerald was crying out, yeah, yeah. and saying "Help, help me," because like he doesn't. But Gerald's talk. a baby. It could have been right. his mom, yeah, who maybe. was doing a very bad job of watching out for him. <laughs> well, he's always getting into mischief. That's I mean, what true. do you expect? Uh, <laughs> When Bart offers Laddie to Wiggum. <laughs> Wiggum's yeah. like a little boy. Really? Really, Mr. Really? really? Oh, gee, thanks, mister. We'll take real good care of him. We'll play with him every day, honest. Springfield's top cop right there. <laughs> but I don't know, good on Bart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, even though Laddie is such a wonderful dog and does so many great things, he's like, you know what, this just isn't, this isn't his my dog, his dog, you know? So yeah. Gives him away. And then, of course, we get to the next scene where Laddie's gone, and Maggie just dumps oatmeal on her head. Yep. Yeah. And, and Bart's, uh, or uh, Homer's solution. Solution. Who wants to lick a messy baby? Also, like, how does anyone notice how clean Maggie yes. gets after? Immediately. Yeah. Like, immediately. Right. Why? Yeah. How? I thought that was a little strange, too, because, like, yeah. yeah, they cut away... Bart says something real quick mm-hmm. that basically he gave the the dog away. He's going to be happier as a police dog. Yeah, right. but then how to keep his mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> but then yeah, Homer puts Maggie back and she's instantly like completely yeah. clean. Yeah, like, nothing ever happened. So yeah, I thought that was kind of an odd choice. Okay, I thought that was just me. But... No, I nope. definitely noticed that too. Okay. And then yeah, when Bart does reveal. You know, he gave the dog away, Homer. You gave both dogs away? You know, you know how I feel about giving. <laughs> <laughs> and then when he's trying to console him, there, there, shut up, boy. Yes. 
His advice. Well, crying isn't going to bring him back <laughs> unless your tears smell like dog food. So you can either sit there crying and eating can after can of dog food until your tears smell enough like dog food to make your dog come back, or you can go out there and find your dog. Oh, rats, I almost had him eating dog food. <laughs> and that was the part Corey loved. I did. <laughs> yeah, that's a good line. She was really laughing at that. I, I love that. <laughs> and the fact that he says rats, too. Like, you don't hear that rats. very much anymore. No, <laughs> that I'm eating dog food. All right, so I think that takes us to the end of Act 2, unless yeah. anybody has anything else. No, it's a no. fairly short act. Yeah. yeah. All right, but Act 3. Bart eventually learns from Reverend Lovejoy that the dog was given to a parishioner, Mr. Mitchell. Bart begs for his dog back, but he sees that the man is blind and is bonded with Santa's little helper, who he now calls Sprinkles. Later, Bart makes a late-night visit to the man's home to steal back Santa's little helper. Thinking Bart is a burglar, Mitchell gloats that he's called the police. Bart explains she's just a child, and the dog was originally his. Santa's little helper eventually chooses Bart, and when Chief Wiggum arrives with Laddie, a bag of marijuana is discovered in Mitchell's pocket. <laughs> Bart and Santa's little helper head home, while more police officers arrive. <laughs> All right, Act 3. I really like the, I'm going to get the dog back. The, the good, good dog, dog or the bad dog? The bad dog. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> it's that off-screen detached yes. Homer voice. Yes. Oh, good. <laughs> and Mo at the uh, Repo Depot. The whole floor. The whole floor. <laughs> customers are walking around in the pipes. <laughs> well, you should pay your bills. I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, it's... That was a joke I'd forgotten. Yes. Is, I've watched this episode a lot of times. And Obviously. Yes. And it's so ridiculous, too, that the entire floor is just in yeah. the background. Right. With the stain from where the bar is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was very well done. And then I, I loved this, again, comedy in threes, of um, we sold him to a guy wearing a dress. Yep. <laughs> so first he goes to Patty. Yep. I haven't seen him. <laughs> Then he goes to Willie. Yep. And he has a great conversation with Willie. I ate your dog. <laughs> I saw your mutt and I ate him. And he holds up a drumstick. I ate his little face. I ate his guts. And I ate the way he's always barking. Oh, you hate him. So you gave him to the church. Gave him to the church. I also ate the mess he made on the rug. <laughs> you heard, you heard me. me. <laughs> I feel like you heard me has really become yes. a common a common phrase of hers. It sure you has. heard me. <laughs> but yeah, I like the cut to Patty. That yes, was good. It was because you stay, good. you pan up. Yep. <laughs> and then um, he ends up seeing Lovejoy um, going to Lovejoy, Satan's little helper. Yep, littering the rectory with his dirt, biting me in the apps. <laughs> he unholy the holy water. <laughs> Either you're gonna buy something or you're gonna get out, <laughs> angel. <laughs> yeah. The church thrift. Agnes shop. is always good to have there. He unholy the holy water. It's it's just such a good. That's a well written joke. Yes. I gave him a hard time for writing earlier, but that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Unholy the because it's it's descriptive enough. Yes. That your brain goes to terrible places. Yes. But vague enough. I thought he just peed. Yeah, <laughs> that's probably true. He just peed in the holy water. Which, I don't go peeing in holy water, guys. No. That's not a good thing. That's perfect advice for this episode. Jesus will cry. But also, it's you could do worse things in holy water, I think. Okay, can we get off the subject? 
Let's talk about Santa's little helper in a sprinkler. Oh. <laughs> he just sits there. He just He's so sweet and dumb. So you're trying to say you're trying to convince a blind man to give up his only companion? <laughs> yes, please. That's, about, that's the blind guy's best buddy. Well, yeah, since his parents stopped talking and still wearing the tie. Yes! yes. <laughs> Polly! <laughs> Polly! That joke with the bird. And all of not the bird as, seed. Yes, that's what makes it so good. So, and he's, yeah, Sprinkles is his best friend ever since his bird stopped talking. <laughs> and we just see a skeleton bird with, as you skeleton mentioned, Polly. the tie still. Still wearing the tie. And Which I have to wonder how old food. Polly was, because parrots live forever. Right. But I love that joke so much. And the dish is full of food. Yes, yes. that's what we're saying. Yeah, yeah. he keeps giving it's all overflowing. the food, every single little thing. Because he doesn't realize yeah. that his yeah. bird is dead. It's a ton of little... And it's just, it's such a sad joke, but mm-hmm. it's so funny oh, at it the has, same yeah. time. Every time it's funny, yeah. <laughs> I love it. And this is also, this, then we get, after uh, Bart decides he's going to break into Mr. Mitchell's house to get the dog back, and Lisa is not on board with this idea. No. This is a new low, she says. This is a new low. And she's like, please, can you promise not to freak out the blind man? And then we get what I really think is a very classic Bart line. It is. And Brian has said this to me countless times. To the point of, I hate this line. <laughs> little marriage therapy. Because... I can't promise that I'll try. But I'll, but I'll try, try to try. try. And he used to say that. He says it a lot. And, and he used to say that, like, before we got married, he would say that all the time. And I wanted to be like, shut the off. I have a lot to, I probably have a lot to do with that. I probably encouraged it. I hate it. I hate it. (laughs) I hate it. Working together. I hate it. Okay. Well. I hate it. I can't promise that I'm going to stop doing it. You can try to promise. But you know what? You haven't done it since we've gotten married. Well, that's a plus. I think that's true. No, it is true. Oh. Okay. Well, happy wife, happy life, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) No, it is true. So then, yeah, of course, Bart tries the plan. It doesn't quite work out as planned because Santa's little helper was moved inside. Just too dumb. And so Bart goes through the dog door. <laughs> squish, squish. Corey, you did not like that, him putting his hand in the dog food. No, that's gross. <laughs> Ew. Poor Bart. I'm just surprised there was still dog food there. Like, well, who, do- who, what dog leaves? Right. Yeah, and then, of course, Mr. Mitchell coming down. Mm-hmm. Sprinkles, someone down there? It's like, I could take <laughs> no, you out, I, can't I play promise. the piano. <laughs> Not right now. And he's just swinging his <laughs> baton Swing around his like cane. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And then, yeah, so they he gets in there, and then, of course, Bart tries to run away, and he goes, I may be blind, but I know you just ran into, <laughs> into a closet. A closet. <laughs> no. How does he know that? I mean... He can be aware. He's aware of where sounds come from. Yeah, but... And I'm sure that door has a different sound than the front door. But he's not aware that his parrot's dead. I guess He not. just thinks the parrot's real mad. Yeah, That's part of the not joke. Talking. <laughs> then it's a great joke. You're so. breaking the joke. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so yeah, they try to let Santa's little helper decide who's who he's going to stay with. And just some of the things that are being said during that time... Yes. 
Especially for Mr. Mitchell. He's Come like, to the blind man! I need you more than he does. <laughs> Which is true. <laughs> he does. And then Santa's little helper like is like looking, doesn't know what to do, and then he just starts chasing his tail. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but eventually does pick Bart. Yes, he does. He does pick Bart. Yes, he does. And, um... Of course, this is because Mr. Mistral has already called the police. Right. I love. Yeah, this part's great. So they show up. Wiggum kicks the door down, <laughs> then rings the doorbell. Hello, Hello police. Please. Hope this, this is, the is wrong. wrong. <laughs> this is the wrong house. <laughs> I don't even remember what he says. Like, if this is the wrong house, I'm really done for right. the night or something. It was, yeah. 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 And then it seems like Laddie really likes Mr. Right, Mr. I like that subversion there where you're yep. like, oh, because Bart had just said, I right. wish we could both have a dog. Right. So they think, like, oh, Laddie's going to be with the blind guy. But no. Nope. No, the blind guy is holding. He just is. smelled your narcotics. <laughs> Book Wait, them, boys. Hold on a minute. It might be medicinal. Oh, without it, I could go even blinder. <laughs> <laughs> That was a that was a good joke, and I have seen that some people say that this is one of the best endings of an episode. It's really good. It's very funny because then you just see other cop cars pull up. Yep, with ladies. Guy, with ladies. With ladies. And they pull in, and then just you hear <laughs> Lou like, "Oh, hey, everybody!" <laughs> it's a good. It's a very good closing scene. And then, of course, we get the jamming song. Bob Marley's singing. Wiggum loves it. He's singing along. But terribly, like, jamming. (laughs) Jamming. Although my favorite is, if you watch to the very end. They they play it over the... The Gracie films. Gracie films. The lady shushes, and then jamming. Jamming. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Very good on you, Hank Azaria. Yes. Phenomenal. It is a great... It's a very... It's a very fun ending. Yeah. Yeah, very good. So, yeah, I mean, that that's a quick act, I feel. Yeah. Act three. So, two, yeah, two I, three I don't think short. there's much One else that we ball. need to discuss. Is there anything else you guys have for act three? Yes, you didn't, re- you didn't remember. Oh, right. You said you wanted to bring something up. My story. Yeah, so oh. bring it up. About Bob Marley. So, yes. Patrick remembered, kind of, well, I that guess. was eight hours ago. So. Yeah, so, there was a whole <laughs> Sandoval update before so, that. So, when I was um, younger... I used to go on vacations with my grandmother, and sometimes my mom came with us, sometimes she didn't, but um, one of the vacations, I was 13? Doesn't matter. Continue. It does matter. Maybe, Either. no, I was I was. 13. Either preteen sure. or early sure. teen. Early teens, we'll say. Um, and we went to Jamaica. And where we used to go, I don't know if, if anyone remembers this. Do you remember Jack Tar Village? It was all inclusive and it was like a little secluded place. And you could go into the village of Montego Bay, but also you didn't have to. <laughs> so. Um, it was me, my mom, my grandma. My mom was off having her fun. Uh, if I was 13, she would have been 38. So she was she was having fun. My grandma was 
being cranky. I don't even know if she had any fun on any of the vacations we went on. That's another story for another time. And I had, like, I'd made friends because the room next to us had kids around my age. Was it like Lisa when she went on vacation? Where? Uh, oh no, like none of us were cool. Summer of forfeit. <laughs> yes. We all discovered two things that summer, and only one of them I can talk about on this podcast, <laughs> and that was Bob Marley. Does the other one have to do with uh, yes. jamming? Yes, <laughs> jamming. it does. <laughs> and we would sit there, and there were about five of us. Really weird, awkward, early to like from 13 to 15 were our age ranges and there was this one weird 18 year old who kept hitting on me and he should not have because i was a legitimate child and who wore hats like six in blossom oh boy (laughs) what i why whoa yeah um so it was just a bunch of us it was it was such a weird time. And my one little friend was missing one of her front teeth also. I didn't know where that was going. <laughs> was First missing I an earlobe. First I thought it was and one of them was missing. <laughs> That's, That's it. Right. She was missing. Then I thought it was gonna be like a toe or something or something weird. What? But it was just a tooth. It was just I'm a sorry. tooth. Continue. Um and and that's that's when I really decided I loved Bob Marley and they had like live music every night so we would go and listen to live music and I'm not sure why but <laughs> but we would get virgin pina coladas up until a certain time and then they would just put alcohol in our pina coladas oh, once again we were children, children. <laughs> Okay. Once again, we were children, and we would keep going up to the band and requesting Bob Marley songs, and now this band was, like, from Jamaica, and so they're probably, like, these white kids. Am I right? Well, now, from what you're saying... These white, drunk children. I appreciate Am you I for right? trying to do that but, in a Jamaican accent. Yes. From what you're saying, <laughs> it would not have- it's kind of making me... Not question as much. What was the band that passed the duchy? <laughs> Musical Youth. Yeah. Musical Youth. Yeah. yeah. They there were children go. talking there, about there yeah. definitely one child in there. Yeah. yeah so now true. I'm like, okay, so. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's not frowned on as much. In I Jamaica. don't think it is know. in Jamaica. It's a bigger culture mm-hmm. in Jamaica, as far as I know. Right. But okay. And and Caleb, when you're older, I'll tell you the whole story. All right. <laughs> Caleb's like, I don't want to know. <laughs> Lose Corey's, my number, lady. Corey, stop talking. Lose my number, lady. <laughs> All right. So, last but not this least, this is why he doesn't episode. come down to dinner when I'm there. <laughs> Corey, I don't want to hear this. Go so away. Our ratings for this episode and its original broadcast: The Canine Mutiny finished 43rd in ratings for the week of April 7th through 13th, 1997, with a Nielsen rating of 8.1 equivalent to approximately 7.9 million viewing households. So it was the fourth highest rated show on Fox Network that week. What year was this? 97. So April of 97. Are you taking a guess? Melrose Place? X-Files. X-Files? Beverly Hills? Was Beverly Hills on that time? It was still on that time. And 
Those two are correct. And there's one more, which is an outlier, that I don't think either of you are going to get. Herman's head. Long done for this. <laughs> Let me think. Fox in 97? I was very surprised when I saw this one. I just... Tell me. Don't try to guess, Patrick. Just let him tell us. I don't know. King of the Hill. Oh! Oh! Yeah. I guess okay. I never realized King of the Hill was that popular. Like, I knew it was a popular show. Yeah. But I didn't think it would be beating out The Simpsons. Mm-mm. You know? So, I thought that was very interesting. But This is late in the season, though, too. Yeah. And, you know, you're getting into spring weather and exactly. stuff like that. So. What? Yeah, it gets nicer, so people go outside. And especially then, there wasn't... There's no football lead-in. There's no DVR. And I believe King of the Hill was on before The Simpsons. Or was it after? I can't remember. I thought it was My after. grandma loved King of like the Hill. Th- was it? I thought it was 8.30. Maybe it was 8.30. I don't know. But yeah, regardless, doesn't matter. So, alright, so that takes us to the end of this episode. So, let's talk about our thoughts. What did we think of this episode? I guess I'll start, because I, I chose the episode. Pick? Um, honestly, I pretty much chose this episode blindly on the fly when we were recording our last episode. Yeah, Because we started talking about the, uh, why did I have the bowl part? And I was like, well, you know what, let's do that episode. So honestly, I picked it completely blindly, not really remembering even what episode it was. Even when I saw the name of it, I was like, I don't remember what this was. And then immediately I was like, oh, that's the Laddie episode. And I'm glad I picked it because it's an episode that I've always enjoyed. Um, it does have some good moments to it. You know, again, I mean, it's probably not in the top tier of episodes, but, you know, it's it does the job. You know, it's funny. It has its moments. There's definitely some things that have made its mark. You know, the line that Corey mentioned, and, of course, the argument that we've had over Barton Millhouse, that has kind of maybe escalated this episode up a little bit higher mm-hmm. for me. But um, but no, it's, it was always fun. I've I've always loved that ending too. I just think it's really funny, um, and just of course Hank Azaria singing the jamming and everything. Yeah. So, jamming. so yeah. So I'm pretty happy with the pick. So, uh, Corey, I'll go to you next. Yeah, it's a good up. Ep- I didn't remember a lot of it. I didn't remember any of it. Oh really? No. Now, did you remember Laddie though? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I feel like that would be definitely something that would stick out from this episode. Yeah. But I mean, that was it. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and I totally forgot that the Bart line is even in this episode. Like, I had no remembrance of where that ep- where that line came from, obviously. Right. I knew the line, but I could not remember. Which I've noticed a lot with this podcast where this stuff has been happening, where it's like, oh, I don't remember that being in this mm-hmm. episode. And Right, because, I mean, a lot of these, the last time we'd seen them was years, even yeah. watching DVDs, like, right. years and years ago. Mm-hmm. So, all right, and Patrick, your thoughts? Um, it was, it's an, it's a good episode. Um. I think kind of like you said, maybe we assign it a little more. Uh, I mean, it's it's certainly it's an episode I remember mm-hmm. pretty well. Like, I remember the storyline of, you know, them getting him getting the credit card, getting the dog. Like, it's a very familiar episode. I've watched it a lot of times. Um, I was disappointed that it didn't have a B story. I felt like it was, it was a little light, and I found myself kind of wishing that there had mm-hmm. been a little bit more to, um, to flesh it out. Any but, thoughts uh, on what a B story could have been? I don't know, because I feel like it's maybe a little too dark to do that pet pill addiction thing with Lisa, <laughs> seeing right. as how she's. Very tried it on uh, Saved by the Bell. Seven, <laughs> right? Like eight. Eight. She's eight. Yeah, she's, right. eight. she's eight. And so yeah, it's it's a bit 
it's a bit much for that. But again, I don't know. It was a good episode. It's not my favorite. Right. But it's, I mean, it's fine. Season mm-hmm. eight is full of a lot of really solid episodes. We yes. Have, the podcast has done many of them. So it's it's up against a lot. Mm-hmm. Like it's definitely not the best of eight, but I think in any other season it might be right. a bunch stronger episode. And I was curious too, because I know we talked about this in one of the Treehouse of Horror episodes that we released, that they said that season eight was around the time where they started having darker endings yes. to the episodes. And so I was kind of looking at that for this episode, but I didn't really feel like they went in that direction with this. No. no. So, um, no, I mean, you didn't get the positive, you didn't get the happy ending, right? But they gave you at least a comic, right? Ending with the mm-hmm. cops at the end, yeah. And it didn't really end darkly. I mean, I guess it did. They found drugs at a man's house, right? And the police showed up so at I a guess, blind man's yeah, house, yeah. yeah. The blind man doesn't get to keep his dog, yeah. So, I, I guess maybe, yeah, you could look at that but as kind of a darker ending. They reset, you know, Bart, I mean, Santa's little helper, yeah. Back. And all is back to normal. There you yep. go. So, okay. All right. So, Act Four. Anyone got anything that they'd like to share for Act Four? I can go. Go ahead. Um, watching, been watching Loki. Okay. We just Second started season. last night. Second season is pretty, pretty solid. I have to say, I'm very surprised. Because I, I, I watched the first season. I enjoyed it, but it wasn't like I, w- I didn't find myself like incredibly wowed by it. It felt like it dragged. Not this season so far. Um, How far very, I think I'm, ca- I'm all caught up. So I mean, it's a very, it's a good season. Like it's, it's a rarity where I felt like, like I feel like the second season is much better. It's a, it's a lot more condensed storytelling. Um, doesn't go off cast as much. Like so, it's, it's real, real, real tight. But also like, I don't know. Feeling I'm, I'm, I'm feeling good about it. Like it's making me enjoy the multiverse storyline in a, a different sort of way. Okay. So. Thumbs right. up for Loki. Cool. Season two. Corey? Well, hmm. I, I I don't know what my fourth act should be, honestly, because I have a few of them. And I know you don't like me going on and on about my fourth act. Well, we're only an hour and 24 minutes. So. Oh, great. <laughs> so so I have time. time. Uh, Jabber on as much as you. <laughs> and I can always cut things out. That's So... It, it, so the first two are real quick. Um, you know me; I love a good, uh, I love a good conspiracy theory. Oh boy! And there is so happens to be a podcast called Conspiracy Theories, and it's very good. And if you like conspiracy theories like me, you will listen to this and you will fall down a bunch of rabbit holes. And um, I don't know; you may not want to. So maybe. Don't listen to it. <laughs> oh. oh. That didn't um, end how I thought yeah. it was going to at all. Um, what, what was a... So, there was a... Uh, the one that I started off with is called Curse of Dudley Town. And it is about a town in, I believe it's Vermont, that... Um, is supposedly cursed but is it really cursed one of the theories is they got ed and lorraine warren in on it and you know how they love to turn a profit they say that maybe ed and lorraine were the ones that cooked up the cursed dudley town theory does it come with your choice of toppings though 
The toppings are also cursed. Oh, man. <laughs> um, the other podcast I'm listening to is called um, Deathbed Confessionals. Deathbed Confessions. Sorry. And as you guessed it, it's about people admitting stuff on their deathbeds. Uh, I listened, the most latest one I listened to is the one about Sid Vicious, which is not about his deathbed confession, but his mother's. Mm-hmm. 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 Interesting stuff. If you think he was a crazy junkie that killed himself with heroin, well, you might be right. But also... There's a a deathbed confession that says maybe otherwise. Maybe he was. Oh, maybe I shouldn't do that with scissors near my throat. (laughs) Um, (laughs) A safety fact from the. So it's come to this point. (laughs) Trying to make a difference. (laughs) (laughs) The more you know. Um, And also, uh, we had a wedding. We did. We didn't have a wedding. We're not in some weird Mormon polyamorous <laughs> thing, are we? No. No, we are no not. we're not. I love Patrick's immediately. <laughs> nope. <laughs> but um, our oldest got itched. Are you okay over there? Maybe you should do this. I thought uh-huh. I was okay. I'm just. <laughs> do yeah. To take over. Yeah, you take okay, over. Because I was going to mention that also. But yeah, so um, Linda got married a few weeks ago. Um, it was a very nice day. Everything came together very nicely. Um, it was a very uh, beautiful ceremony. Everyone seemed to shout have a very to good Matt. time. Yep, shout out to listener Matt. Uh, thank you for um, being the officiant of the wedding. You did an excellent job. Um, and actually, Brendan kind of Matt admitted to me that Brendan uh, did a speech. It was from uh, Neil Gaiman. What was it called again? What do I know about what What do I know about love? Yes. What do I know about love? And apparently, the way that oh boy. Brendan delivered the speech actually moved Matt so much that when it came back to Matt, he kind of stumbled for a minute because <laughs> he was taken aback by the speech reading. So it was very nice. Kaylin gave a great speech. Very true. Um, yes. As well, she told a very touching story of when she was younger, <laughs> and, and, and we mom. left her for the for a night for, for who knows what. <laughs> What? But yeah, so yeah, yeah the first part of that speech remember? was I was left. Oh yeah, I was left right. at home alone with London because that's my right. parents had gone out to do something. We we're like, oh great, we sound like great parents at this point. But forgot that part. it was a very very nice speech, very moving. She did a very nice job. People and took their tomatoes from their cellars and flung did. them at us. And flung she's actually them. going into the pantry right now and looking at me like, why are you saying this? We're talking about you on the podcast, the one you used to be on. We need a weather update. Weather update. How's the pollen? <laughs> Shaking her head no. Oh. Walked away. Yes. Okay. But all in all, it was a very good night. Um, we had a lot of fun. Um, Dinner was delightful. Yes, it was very, very good. And um, we had the joy of having Patrick and Lindsay at our table. So we got to enjoy their time. My brother was there. It was nice yes. to see him again. It's been a while. Susie and Shane were there. Carl and Julie Dandy were there. Affair. Mike. Jess. Yeah, this is at, like the romper room shout out all over again. Matt. Was a wedding full of <laughs> at one point when I sat down at Mike Alvarez's table, I said to him, so should we get out a couple mics and just knock off a quick podcast real quick? And he started He's like, I've already been doing it. <laughs> He's like, I've been podcasting your whole wedding. 
soul wedding. <laughs> so, but no, all in all, very, very nice day. Um, and props to London and Ben, because they essentially put the whole thing together. I, to be honest, sorry, Ben. London. Yeah. Yeah. And really not to Ben's fault, because he, you know, of course, is in the military and is away. He's at Fort Drum. So there's only so much he can really do while he's away. So, yeah, I mean, really, you're right. Most of the credit really goes to London. And Destiny took beautiful pictures. Yes. Everyone go follow her. Sweetheart pinup. Uh, yep, that's her yep. name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and she did the hair and makeup, too. Yeah. So it was a long day for her. So we appreciate all the hard work that she put into that day. And the uh, the entire bridal party was hanging out at her shop. And it seemed like they were having a good time when I went in there to drop something we off. We were like three bottles of wine in. Yep. So. <laughs> so, but no, it was, like I said, just an, an absolute uh, great day, evening. So, um, 10 out of 10. Very, very good time. So, and um, actually show related, um, I am excited for, you know, coming up that uh, the new Treehouse of Horror will be out soon. Yes. So, I'll be excited to watch that. And with that one, the rumor is they are doing a Silence of Lambs parody featuring oh. Sideshow Bob Boy. as Hannibal Lecter. So I think that should be a good one. But All right, so uh, check that out. I think it's coming out on, what Soon. is it, November 5th is uh, when that's going to air. So this will probably be posted after that. But of course, you could always go back on Hulu and take a watch if you didn't watch it when it actually aired. So once again, going back to that releasing Halloween episodes in November. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but is what it is. So, all right. So before we go here, let's talk about our next episode. So it's Corey, Corey is going to be picking the next episode. Yes, and my pick is uh, the Bob Next Door. If that doesn't sound familiar to you, well, maybe you're not my friend. Um, it is, I'm sorry, I should have been more prepared, but I'm not, not the poop next door. <laughs> what? That's a search? I'm, oh my goodness. Season 21, Patrick, season 21. Season 21, I know. Episode, episode 22, but it's a Bob episode. Bob episodes are good. And you'll get good animation. Yeah. We're going. We're going as current as the year 2010. Oh boy! Ah, 2010. What um, a time to be alive. <laughs> season 21, episode 22, The Bob Next Door. Um, <laughs> a great parody of the Nick Cage classic, <laughs> Face Off. I'm going to take his face off. So yeah, so if you want to watch that Face before off? watching or listening to our next episode. You can also watch Face Off. That's what I'm then. saying. Go watch oh. Face Off before listening to our next episode. See which references they do of, actually uh, hit. Have a little bit of background. Yeah. A lot of face touching and a little bit of background. It's a weird movie, folks. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be... Mike, Mike knows what I'm talking about. Yep. Going to be in for a wild ride. That's for sure. But yeah, so go check that out if you'd like, and then watch the episode, and then listen to us. So, and then also remember, um, if you'd like to reach out to us for any reason, you can get us on email. So it's come to this pod at gmail.com. Instagram, so it's come to this underscore pod, and on Facebook, so it's come with the number to this. What about ask Jeeves. <laughs> <laughs> hey, did we talk about that? <laughs>
<laughs> Are we on Ask Jeeves? Yes. Oh. All right. Is Ask Jeeves even a thing anymore? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. What about Bing? Bing. Bing <laughs> is still weirdly a thing. <laughs> what? Really? They spend so much money on that thing, and nobody uses it, except the people who use it to make, like, AI art. Well, okay, so here what? it is. Got an update. Ask Jeeves is not a thing anymore, but they do still have Ask.com. Ah, there we go. Oh. So it's still kind of around. Well, if it's no, not Jeeves, Jeeves, I don't want it. I know. He's not even on the homepage. <laughs> he's not. Nonsense. But um, as always, thank you all for joining us today. Um, just as a quick reminder here that you can find us wherever you find your podcasts. And while you're there, make sure that you like and subscribe. And don't forget to also look for us as well as a super team of pop culture craze podcasters, artists, and musicians united to spread the gospel of Rad Stuff over at Rad Pantheon by going to radpantheon.com. You've heard us talk about a few other podcasts there. But again, there's some other stuff there. Um, Podcaster, what do I want to call them? Podcaster general? (laughs) Podcaster professional? Podcaster guru? Sure, we'll go with that. Mike Alvarez. <laughs> he, he has a lot of his art up there in addition to all the podcasts that he Tara does. is an artist that you should go support, Coffin yep. Dreams LLC. Um, also, there is the podcast Heretic Party. They are very good. Um, also, as Sam, as I keep mentioning, she has her shop, Jerry's Closet. Her and her partner, Travis, also make some bomb hot sauce which i have to get more of um and um there are other people there as well and the rest (laughs) and the rest (laughs) but yeah so check it out um it's it's a fun time you can see what everybody's doing over there if you're interested so all right, and with that, I think it's time to kind of close everything up here. <laughs> we're closing up the mailbag? I almost said we're closing up the plug <laughs> bag. The Going plug to uh, <laughs> Scott comedy, Aukerman. Comedy Bang Bag. Shout out to Scott Aukerman. <laughs> but, so let's get out of here. Ah, ah darn it. Come oh, back. no. I missed one. I, got <laughs> I was going to say, you always have a line. I know. I didn't realize. I'm... There's been so many people on the show <laughs> true. recently. We're, we're a little out of practice here. This, I know. <laughs> yeah, you're sitting in your wrong spot I know, also. I know. Which I is know, freaking me out. Although it's because the sun, I think, was... Is That's that not why? the reason. But... That's not the reason. <laughs> anyway. Uh, you think you're so great? <laughs> oh, boy. Oh that boy. didn't go well. Oh, no. <laughs> we waited um, for that. Okay. Well, oh, boy. <laughs> Uh, I see what you're doing. She's doing her hopped up Lisa. Um, Friends, I've missed you. Did you miss me? I just want to be friends with everyone. I want to be friends with the world. And if you don't want to be friends with me, don't email me about it. Because (laughs) I'm not down with sickness. (laughs) I'm up with the sickness. What what does that mean? I don't don't know either. Friends, I love all of you. You're all the bee's knees. This podcast sponsored by Big Charleston. That's what's called a callback, kids. <laughs> Learn it. Um, guys, I don't know what to say. Adios. Oh, I was waving for you just to say goodbye. No. That, okay. Guys, I don't know what to say. All right. Dot, dot, dot. We'll smell you later, everyone. Bye. Bye. Hey, everybody. How you doing? Hey, what's up there?
funny story about the MMC. I inundated Patrick's messages with MMC videos. So many videos that night. Oh my goodness. It was a wacky night, guys. Poor Brian came back to his phone and was like, there were 24 messages between the two of you. And I was like, in 15 minutes. Your wife was behind the majority of them. This is our group group message. And I will mention when I said that to Kaylin, she said, that's not that many. (laughs) Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Damn it.